This is Dan Myler, host of the longest-running Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast in the industry, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Join me and my co-hosts, Ryan McDowell and Matt Price from DynastyLeagueFootball.com as we use 60-plus years of Dynasty experience to analyze news, walk through startup and team-building strategies, and highlight trade targets to keep you on top of your Dynasty League year-round. It's a different topic each week on the DLF Dynasty Podcast, but the common theme is always the same, helping you build the ultimate Dynasty roster. Join me, Dan Myler, along with Ryan McDowell and Matt Price, each week, year-round, for the DLF Dynasty Podcast. outhouse and i have a trading problem i am rocky petrella and i also have a trading problem i'm jay felicio and i too have a trading problem hey everybody and welcome to session 248 of the trade addicts podcast a member of the dlf family of podcasts also a proud member of the dynasty addicts podcast network the dad network if you will and i will today because i could not last week because i don't like Zach Reed. I, I mean, no, that really what it just is. Just avoid like, him at all costs. I I talk to the dude like literally all day, every day, and it's just like, why did I ask him on? I just don't want to see his face right now. And then, of course, I see saw him the next day when I was doing the grind with Peter and Zach. Anyway, but yeah, family crap came up, and I had to. And Zach and Rocky graciously bailed me out and gave me minimal crap about it. And I'm very salty, by the way, that you don't show up last week and we have zero trades and now you're back and like everybody decides to trade this week and we have tons of trades. Let's not pretend like you kept that show running last week. Oh, I know. I was very grateful to Zach being on and that he was happy to talk rookies. He had already done a lot of his rookie research. I just let Zach run. Yeah. And it was really funny because, you know, I ed- you know, edit in heavy quotes that show and I'm typing out the name of the episode as I'm talking to Zach. And he literally just goes, oh, yeah, I talked a lot and I break out laughing. And he's like, why? And I'm like, well, you'll see when I post the show in two seconds. And I just titled the episode Zach Talked a Lot. Yes. <laughs> and it was just very funny because Rocky told me that he was the one talking like the entire time about all the rookies and everything, which fine by me. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Because anything I know about the rookies, I've learned from him at this point. So me and him talking would really just be me telling his stuff back to him, which would (laughs) don't get me wrong. I would absolutely do and pretend like it was my own idea, but I'm glad it didn't have to happen, but we are here 
And it is, it's funny. I sat and I'm like, oh, cool. Jay's on the show again. Again, again. Has it been like the five weeks it is between Jay's appearances on this show? It must have been. Because I feel like you're here like every three, four weeks. And Yeah, something along those lines. It's been a while, though. With that, think, by the yeah, way, just but, yeah. I, we could do it even more frequent than that if you want to. I enjoy, you know, I was. Let, uh, let, mess- come on, pump your brakes. Don't look sorry, too desperate. Sorry. You I get, I get, a little sorry. hard. You got to play it a little cool. I get excited. I get excited. I see that. that but, but, I see your, but your though, lovely faces. Again, even though you've been on the show like 16 times recently, why don't you remind everyone who you are, what you do, and where they can find what you do? Sure. So I am Jay Felicio. You can find me on Twitter at GmenJ. I'm a part of the team over at Front Yard Fantasy. Um, best place you can find our stuff is on our YouTube channel at FYF or YouTube slash Front Yard Fantasy. Um, you guys have both been on the show. We were talking about it earlier. We like to mix not only just you know your fantasy knowledge, but we, we play games with it as well. So Fantasy Fortune, which is just like Wheel of Fortune with the Fantasy Football Twist, Fantasy Jeopardy. Uh, all, all things along that route, and we actually now have a morning show Monday through Friday on the Better Sports Network, uh, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And you can also see that streaming live on our YouTube channel um, and think of it kind of like a, a morning show with our, our little twist on it. We play games, talk football, have some guests, so it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Oh, my My guest invitation must have been lost in the mail. I get it, you know the internet's weird like that it just you know right. don't go through right right yeah. exactly it's exactly i maybe i didn't put the right postage on it maybe that's yeah. what it was right you know people today don't know where to put stamps on envelopes but that's completely. <laughs> I, I, I was i wrote I a check been, today and i was just like holy crap this makes me feel old right now like why am i filling out a check why do i, I mean i know how to write a check because I'm old, but like, yeah, I'm with at, you at my last job. I had to show like a 23 year old where to put a stamp on an envelope. So and I I'm have a, like, uh, we were having dinner at my parents' house and my 15 um, year old cousin was there and she's, or excuse me, 14 year old cousin. Um, and in North Carolina, you get your permit at 15. So um, we were making fun of her because she's a little short. If you've met me in person, I'm I'm a little short as well. It runs in the family, but we told her she was going to have to sit on a phone book in order to see over the steering wheel. What's a phone book? And she literally did not know what's a phone book. Because she says, "Oh, that thing that I've seen on reruns of I Love Lucy, where she's looking through." Like, wow, I felt. She, I'm amazed a 14 year old has seen reruns of I Love Lucy. She that's like her favorite <laughs> show out of out of anything. It's it's uh, she loves I Love Lucy. Oh man, like I was the perfect age for when Nick at Night just started out. So getting to watch the Bewitched, Dream of Genie, Dick Van Dyke show, and all that stuff, and just like, how old are you? I'm forty. Okay, I'm thirty six. So I'm I'm with you. It was the, you know, watching all those, the Taxi, um, yep. you know, all all those classics. That, yeah, I, I love Lucy was on there too. All those, Welcome Back, Cotter. All that but type like, of stuff. She could have gone to a show in the '90s that still had phone books. Oh, Let's yeah. face it, like they haven't been gone for that long. Right. She did not have to go back to the '60s. I know, I know, but that's that's where she went. But yeah, I also do, in fact, know someone when I was in high school that used to sit on a phone book because that's how short she was. <laughs> and yes, we made fun of her a lot for it. <laughs> have to. Okay, so let's move on. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think this is news because the Patriots now have an offensive coordinator. And I feel like that's a big deal because 
they did not have an offensive coordinator. And while we in the dynasty community hear the name Bill O'Brien and get like the cold shivers, like that horrible feeling in the back of your, your head where it's just like someone's like tickling the back of your neck and you're all freaked out about it because of how bad he ended up running the Texans into the ground at the end of his tenure. But it's also hard to remember he was a really good offensive coordinator and he really honestly wasn't that terrible of a coach. It was just once they gave him, you know, player power, it got really bad. He was that bad of a GM. Yes. Is what it was. (laughs) Yeah. He was that bad of a GM. So like, I think this is huge because he's also very good with quarterbacks and Mac Jones is a highly drafted quarterback who has shown to not be terrible under terrible circumstances. So now I know Rocky, you have, I believe it was Kirk Cousins without a ceiling was, I believe your phrase on Mac Jones. <laughs> I think I said his ceiling was Kirk. Like if he hit his ceiling, he'd be Kirk Cousins. Does this make you feel any better whatsoever about Mac Jones? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's, anything's got to be better than a, a defensive coordinator and a special teams coach running your offense. So, and like you said, he's actually shown some proven ability to do it. So, I, I, I it makes me a little more optimistic for Mac Jones. But what really I think I need to see is them improve the talent around them. That's that's been the bigger yeah. issue to me. Maybe you can even get away with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge if you had like you know, Tyreek Hill there or something, but it, it's, you know, when he's dealing with Tyquan Thornton and, and, uh, and J- Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar, it, it, it makes it pretty tough to get, get to get too hyped, but uh, it's definitely arrow up, but it's not making me want to go acquire Mac Jones shares or anything. And Jacoby Myers is even a free agent, so he may not, even have Jacoby Myers in a little bit. So it could get worse. <laughs> yeah, and they have not shown great abilities in drafting wide receivers. I had to very carefully pick how I worded that one. <laughs> so, uh, so we have to – I really, 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 really hope they – I don't know, man. Like, find out who the 49ers almost want to draft and then go get them. <laughs> because, like, it's, it's funny, like – with the whole stuff with Trey Lance and everything and Brock Purdy and all that stuff and how there was those strong rumors that Kyle Shanahan wanted Mac Jones. So I feel like they should just, the Patriots should just load up on guys that are really good after the catch. So like find out whoever the San Francisco 49ers want is like on their board, but like went with someone else. And I mean, it's been a long time since we made a Patriots cheating joke. So like, just send someone to take pictures of their draft board and like go get some wide receivers. I mean, it's not that hard. Come on, even I just figured that out. Yeah, I think that that would actually be a really good idea because one of the things I liked about Mac Jones coming out was that he was he was accurate, especially yes. in short areas. He was he was accurate. He would hit guys in stride. So if you could get, you know, an Ayuk type or a Debo yeah. type, that that would be huge. Um, but. Well, I'm not going to go out and try and acquire any Mac Jones. I think I just do feel better about the, I think, two that I have. And, well, we are going to, we have a Mac Jones trade because we do actually have trades this week. Yay. And actually, like a lot of them. Well, I I started, I completed filling all of the open teams in the Trade Addicts Leagues. There's still TA11 spots. 
Um, so if you see that form going around on my Twitter, go fill that out. And I mean, if you want in the anything else you want to tell me section, want to just say how much you love this show and love everything Rocky and I do and all of that stuff, it won't help you. It'll just make me feel better about myself. I, I love the one you showed me where the I don't know who it was, but the guy said that I will definitely make more trades than Rocky in the first year or something like that. It was, I, <laughs> I can't remember who it was either, and I'm far too lazy to pull up the form to pull up the Google sheet to see who it was. But yeah, someone in the other in the anything else you want to know actually said, all I know is I'll make more trades than Rocky this year. And then I'm like, hey, Rock, do you know this guy? I know. Like, I was like, what is that? <laughs> like I said, I, I told Russ, I think he just knows Russ makes more trades than I do. So he figured out I was the easier uh, easier bar to clear there. But like, the real move is challenging me. And I'll be like, oh, you want to see what yeah. I put him in the league to do like 16 times more trades and then kick him out. But they'll have a year in the trade addicts league. I mean, that's nice, right? That's yeah. I actually here recently did make a Mac Jones trade before this. Um, oh, okay. I, get, if, uh, I don't know if we need to wait till later in the show, but I uh, get yeah. your guys' take on it. Let's go. Let's go. So this was, I think, the semifinals round I had lost. I won the league uh, last year, had a decent team this year, but I was trying to get just a little bit younger. And I, I thought Mac Jones was somebody you could buy low on. I didn't think it, his value could get any lower than it was um, around week 15, 16. So I gave up. This is a super flex, a tight end premium league, PPR. I gave up Dak Prescott, Evan Ingram, Zonovan Knight, and a 2024 third for Mac Jones, Jamison Williams, a 2023 second, and a 2024 fourth. So more or less Dak for Mac, a 24 second, and Jamison Williams. Depends what you think of Evan Ingram. Ingram was the, the only other. Uh, he ended up doing really, really well. But right. I, I love just saying, well, it doesn't matter. All other Jaguars wide uh, pass catchers are worthless because they're going to have Calvin Ridley next season. So yep, I'm with you hundred percent. That was part of my thinking as well as I've <laughs> felt like I was selling high. It was, it was right after his, uh, his 50 point game when I traded him, I was like, I got to take the shot. I don't, his value is never going to get higher. And he yeah. could be gone next year too. Yeah. He's a free agent. Free agent. I think I, I think I'm, I'm a little with the Dak side though. I, like you said, you got a whole lot younger and if you believe in JMO, like that's, buying at what will be a very basement price for what it can yep. be. And I just love grabbing seconds and especially the cost of like thirds and fourths or whatever you threw out there. So exactly. I like it. I think it's fair enough and getting younger. If that was your goal, you made it. And that was, it. and I think that's, I, yeah. Value wise, I think it's the DAC side, but I don't care. I think that's a good trade. I'm basically where Russ is. I, I just, I don't, I don't have a lot of hope for Mac, which is what drags it down a little for me. Uh, even with this Bill O'Brien thing, I, I I have to see it before I'll believe it. So, uh, but I, I don't think it's too far off. Like he said, value wise, I think it's Dak. Um, but I mean, Dak's value is dip some too. So, uh, I I could see it being tough to get much more from him. And if you want to rebuild, uh, I, I I love Jamison Williams. I, I think he could be huge next year, fully healthy. Uh, you know, that whole offense kind of in place. And I think 
I, I kind of like what we saw from Goff this year, unbelievably. So, and I think yeah. he's still going to be the guy there. So, uh, I think that could be really interesting next year. If we, it, it, the whole deal to me, yeah, kind of hinges on, on Jamison Williams. His value is yep. significantly lower than it could be a year from now. And the guy that I was trading with was a big Jamison Williams fan, so it was it was hard to pull him away, and right. and I am as well. So uh, that was part of it as well, and I um. Felt like I could take a little bit of the risk too because it's my QB two. My QB one is Joe Burrow, so I felt yeah. like I could take a little bit of that risk and try to get that, you know, that uh, high upside player with Jameson Williams. Well, cool. and yes, I like it. Okay, let's. I mean, that was our one piece of news. So let's move on. And as our guest, you get to choose the direction our ship turns. Do you want to do, well, first of all, hey, Jason, sitting in the chat, said hi. Said, well, what's up, guys? So, hey, uh, trade addicts trades or listener questions first? Let's go listener questions. Okay, let's scroll down. And huge shout out to Herms, who has been hitting us with the hard-hitting questions every single <laughs> Love week. Herms. And this week, Herms says, asks, I want to know if Jay would give up a first for LaVisca Chenault. I do love some LaVisca (laughs) Chanel, and I will say when he had that long touchdown for the Panthers this year, I may have peed my pants just a little bit out of excitement. (laughs) Um, Now, he says first. He does not specify a first-round pick, first child. I mean, there's there's a little bit of difference value there. Um, No, I would not give up either for LaVisca Chanel as much. As I love him and I will forever be a part of the Visca Hive. Um, yeah, that's just uh, – and I think the thing is too, you know, and Rocky, I think you can attest to this. As much as I love LaVisca Chenault, I never was trying to claim like he was this alpha wide receiver one. I just felt like he could be what everybody thinks Kadarius Tony can be, the, the Debo Samuel type of role. Um, and he was, you know, coming out and he was more looked like a, a flex wide receiver three player. And I thought he could be a, a, a very solid wide receiver too, um, with some big games. Well, he had a couple of plays in the first year or two of his career where, you know, they dumped it, you know, his eight out was like three and he turned <laughs> and would truck some dude and then yeah. slide off another. And it was just like, yes, keep doing, you, you didn't keep doing this. What, what, why did you stop? And, Lining him up in the backfield. Like, and they, like you said, they just stopped. Yeah. They absolutely, like he could have been some, and then of course he moves to a team that for some reason loses Christian McCaffrey and don't get creative after that. And somehow start winning games. Throw yeah. that on top of there as well. Well, Sam Darnold. I mean, oh, well, yeah. bearded, bearded Sam Darnold. Yes. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Bearded Sam. Cause he looks like a man. Then he doesn't look like a 17 year old. Um, no, I got nothing to add to this. Oh, nope. You know what I want to say? I always love that where it's just like, you know, it, it, I would have to give up my firstborn child to go get this. And I'm just like, I could have one less kid. Yeah. Okay. Go, go. Like, Oh, I'd have to give my firstborn to get this, to get T Higgins off of you. I'm like, no, you'd have to take my firstborn. Right. right. What what else? What else can I add? Like, seriously, you just take the kid. Yeah. uh, Take T uh, T Higgins will be in his arms walking, you know, across the parking lot into your car. Like, I don't want more kids. I have enough. Well, to be fair, I, I, well, very soon we'll have the least amount on this show, but (laughs) still two is more 
two is what we aimed for, two is what we got. No more. We 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 were on the fence and we decided to jump in that pool with three. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Straight up stumbled over that fence. Yeah. <laughs> Next we have at Puff Pass Kick. I've eaten too much oatmeal this winter. Please talk about other breakfast alternatives. Exclude all cereal and bakery items. Think frittata recipes, but don't stop at frittata recipes. Keep going. Do either of you two have like a go-to breakfast? Well, you know me. I'm the worst with food takes. Um, I generally don't really eat breakfast, um, but when I do, it's pretty plain. I, I just I usually grab an English muffin and some bacon. Well, I mean, that's fantastic. Yes. I mean, you, you I, say I, bacon. I know nothing. So, yeah. I mean, to everything in life. Exactly. Um, um, a bacon donut would work for breakfast, too. Oh, I take that. We have. Uh, <laughs> you guys ever heard of duck donuts? Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it started in the Outer Banks, and man, that maple bacon donut from Duck yep. Donuts. Oh, yes. my goodness. We're going to the Outer Banks for uh, a family vacation this summer, and I cannot wait. Yep. Um, but I, I'm like you, Rocky. I honestly don't eat much breakfast. Uh, generally, my breakfast is a cup of coffee or three. Um, but if you wanted to to mix things up a little bit, one thing I have done is um, you you crack an egg, just one egg, in like a cupcake uh, tin. Yep. And then just mix up whatever you want. You know, a little spinach, a little bacon. You know, and have those. Put them in the fridge for the week. Nuke them for like 30 seconds, and then you've got, you know, something decent throughout the week. You can change the flavors up, little red pepper, little sausage, whatever you want. Um, and it's just like a little little quick, uh, something that's different, but still uh, still pretty good. No, that's – it's my mother-in-law does that a lot. Whenever we have like breakfast, holiday, holiday breakfasts, that's probably the correct order for that. She comes over because our house is – designed better for lots of people but she still refuses to give up cooking which we are fine with i have no interest in doing that crap so she'll come over with with those muffin tins oh that's awesome and drops the eggs usually she'll do a little bit of spinach mushroom and then meats all the meats because meat is delicious so that is absolutely one of them And, and like jay said it's really great because like you can do put whatever you want in these cups and then you add whatever you want afterwards. Like you want to cook up some bacon, throw it on the side. You want some fruit to be nice and healthy. You could throw that on the side. Um, I like throwing a little, little hot sauce on top of it oh, as well. I'm a, I'm a hot sauce guy. So. Sriracha. Eggs is so good. I like Texas Pete is uh, from North yeah. Carolina. I don't know if you guys have ever had Texas Pete, but I have. That's another fact, North Carolina yes. staple. Uh, I have, I went on a ridiculous crash diet a couple of years ago and I had to eat a lot of calories of very not fun food. So I ended up eating Greek yogurt with almond butter in it. And, you know, uh, Oikos has triple zero. So there's no sugar, no other stuff, but there's still enough calories in it. And then almond butter, which is just better for you than peanut butter. And of course, you still have to do the natural stuff. It's actually really good. Because first of all, you can get whatever flavor of yogurt you want. And I still go through that. Like, that's still my go-to breakfast is really just, I'm not on a diet anymore, as you know. But yeah, like, that's still my go-to breakfast. We have a lot of extra bagels in the house because it was my mom's birthday the this past weekend. So we had people over and we did the whole, so I've been eating bacon, egg, and cheeses for almost every single meal. And we still have like 
half a dozen bagels to go. So I'm like, all right, all right we got a few more meals to go. But like, I, I'm ne- I've never gotten fancy with breakfast, but I've started eating breakfast and I enjoy it. I should. I know I should, but I just, I never do. Oh, and Jason in the chat. I love when my family from New Mexico comes over and we do breakfast burritos the right way. Oh, man. I will say I am a big fan of breakfast burritos. I'm with you on that. Put a meal in burrito form and I'm there. Right. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. All right. At P-Win Dynasty, you should talk about basket weaving or other crafting techniques. How did you get interested in such hobbies and discuss? No. <laughs> I would love to be able to do that stuff, but my hands are so clunky that I can't do anything worthwhile with them. I can barely type well with them, so I got nothing. So we're just going to skip past that. Oh, and I asked like what's your pet's name and and he said my name my cat is Kiko. We just liked it, but her nickname has been Cakeface for some reason until our kid started talking and started calling her Taco. Does that like I did you switch to Taco? Because it's not like calling your cat Taco is a bad thing. No, I like the I name like actually. Taco, yeah. <laughs> and then I also asked, what's the most used app on your phone besides social media? Commonly used app is probably podcast because I listen to five to six hours a day or time killing games. Man, I used to listen to like twenty or thirty podcasts a week. And then I stopped driving to work. And that number has we'll just say it's fallen. <laughs> I don't listen as many as I used to, but I listen to a lot because I can listen to them while I work. So, See, I used to – I sit at a desk all day, and that's what I used to. And for some reason, the the pandemic, ever since the pandemic, I've kind of stopped listening to them and and switched more to like live streams and stuff like that. But I mean I would have my daily regiment of uh, the same podcast every – you know. Scheduled out and you know through the entire day, and it's just – I don't know what it is. Yeah. So – what are your most used apps on your phones, guys? We can. It could be a game. It's fine. All right, I'll really, go with mine if you two are thinking. Look at my phone. Yeah, let me think about. it. I have two games that I play more than any other. Best Fiends, and they're both more or less those matching games. Best Fiends. I'm on like level seven thousand something. Like I've been playing that one for years. I, that is my get up take my pills, brush my teeth, whatever, go downstairs, make a cup of coffee and sit and play that game for 25 minutes before I go wake up the kids. Like that's my relaxing time. And then throughout the day, there's a, I forgot what it's actually called, but there's a Harry Potter game that is, again, one of those matching games. And that's the other one I play when I'm trying to just like not pay attention to the world. So those those are my two most, because everything else is just social media at this point, unless it's, can I say like the mobile internet for going on MFL or like Google Sheets for checking? Oh well, that would be mine. My <laughs> but I feel like that's a cheating answer because of where we are. And yeah, most of, I'm looking at most of what I would say is mostly like social media stuff: Twitter, GroupMe, Discord. Uh, yeah, yeah. YouTube uh, studio, I, don't, I don't really like, have any games that I play a lot. I uh, used to be big into Clash of Clans, and then I had yeah. kids, and I stopped playing it. But I was, I mean. I had a solid two, three years into it, right when it was, you know, the popularity really hit. Um, I really don't have. I mean, I'm gonna have like really boring answers, like YouTube Kids, uh, Spotify, uh, the Bible app, uh, Notion. Do you guys know what Notion is? We use that a lot yeah. at FYF. Um, Starbucks, because I'm I'm basic. 
Oh yeah, the yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Us. Most of mine are boring. That I'm like, I, I use PayPal and Venmo a lot. Does that count? <laughs> sure. Oh, and DoorDash. Uh, DoorDash oh, well, very Instacart. I'm sorry, Instacart is probably yep. my number one. And I was telling Rocky before, I'm pissed because my Instacart got delivered to somebody else's house, and now I don't have dog food. So I'm gonna have to figure out, have to cook my dog some rice or something after this. Mm-hmm. So. Time for some grilled chicken and rice. Yeah, exactly. If, right, I, if I put it on my TV, does Netflix count? Sure. <laughs> okay, that works too. <laughs> <laughs> he finishes it up. Okay, but seriously, you should talk about quotes, old wide receivers, and which you're buying or selling. So many to choose from. Adams, Hill, Cup, Diggs, Evans, Cooper, Keenan, Nuke, Lockett, Michael Thomas, Cooks, etc. I will say I we will talk about me trading for Cooper Cup in a little bit. I am for trading for him. I mean, I'm just going to go down his list and say, I'm still buying Adams. Like, I don't care what his quarterback situation ends up being. As long as he plays somewhere, he's very, very good. So I'm down. I actually just traded for him. That same league that we were talking about, I traded Stefan Diggs for Adams and a 2024 second. See, I like that. because I like that too. They're pretty close to each other, so give me a second on top, yep. even if it is twenty four. Basically, it. my thought, and it was the guy in the championship game with the whole issue with uh, Stidham starting for the, yep. the Raiders. He didn't want to take a chance. Oh so. no! Yeah, and he blew it. Yeah, yeah. he blew it. <laughs> he won the oh. league still, but uh, yeah, he was. Oh yeah, with I would have decision after the fact. <laughs> I would trade Adams away in anger, also. Like I yeah. try and trade Mike uh, Mark Andrews away, but I can't. And um, one of the other guys I like on the list because you can, that he gave because uh, you could use that twenty four second probably to buy him is Tyler Lockett. Yes, and he was, I was still very good this year yeah. with healthy. Yeah, Tyler Lockett is a perennial get him on your team because he's still just good. And, yeah. And, yeah, and even more so now I think because now he's really seen it's just sort of old and zero value, especially the beginning of this year when, when Gino came in, I know people realize Gino is better, but I still think they feel like Lockett's about third, almost 30 and, and Gino Smith is his quarterback. And I, I'm not sure everyone even realizes just how good Lockett was this year Yeah, he really uh, before was. he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. That's always, yeah. Um, is anyone else on that list? You guys. Keenan Allen. I feel like yeah. is perennially underrated and I think he's somebody that you could get relatively cheap. Um, you know, he misses some time, but I mean, at this point, everybody misses time. Um, then I want somebody, yeah. a part of that offense and he's, he's on the field more than Mike Williams, who I love Mike Williams, but love, he just can't seem to stay, stay healthy. Every time he goes up and high points the ball, um, he looks like he's getting choke slammed by the undertaker when he comes down to the ground. And yeah. it he gets hurt. I mean, I love Mike Williams, but uh, yeah, he's Keenan Allen. I feel like somebody you can get for relatively cheap who still has like Tyler Lockett. You know, I feel like people think he's older than he is. And I think he's still got a couple of years of production left. Yeah. And, and Keenan doesn't depend on speed or any of these things that you need to be young with or the other way around. Like you worry about it fading away with age. Like right. he's not going to be a worse route runner because he's 32. Right. That, 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 that's not how that works. Um, I mean, Mike Evans, right? Like this dude does do well every single year and people just love to not like him. Like these are all guys that we've been talking about. You could send that 24 second for and it would be very in consideration like to well, be now is the time to do it too yeah. for Mike yeah. Evans because Brady likely out the door. I was just gonna say you worried about the loss of Brady though. 
doesn't matter who's been throwing him the ball. He always does well. I mean, let's face it, Jameis Winston isn't good. Well, I guess he just was willing to throw the ball, and Mike Williams is gigantic, so he was able to stretch and catch it, then fall down. <laughs> but I think they'll, they'll they'll get somebody along the lines of a a, a car or a, you know somebody Garoppolo. that can that yeah somebody well, that can you know put the ball to, in Mike Evans' hands to yeah. to make him worth uh, taking the risk. Yeah, like that defense is too good to waste it on rebuilding anything plus they have evans and godwin both under contract yeah so it would be silly to not just keep and i like rashad white a lot too i think you know the one-two punch of him and fournette you know there's still you plug in a decent quarterback there especially as bad as that division is um yeah they get a chance to compete for the playoffs without brady and, Any and, older players coming to mind that is not on that list? That... Uh, well, I was just going to say the one guy we hadn't really talked about, I'm also willing to buy too, which is Tyreek Hill. Um, he, I, I just figured that was, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, but I I feel like he kind of does get over. I, I feel like like in comparison to like Cup and even Adams, maybe he kind of gets a little more overlooked despite the fact that he's doing the exact same thing. It's funny. These are, you know, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are the, uh, the top two receivers uh, in Dynasty. Uh, the, them and four of these guys are the top six receivers overall. So uh, getting these old guys can really pay dividends and they're not going to cost you as much. Obviously they're not going to be around as long, but most of these guys still have at least two years left. Yeah. Amari and- Cooper is the one that stuck out to me. Um, he's still feels like he's been around the league forever, but he's still only 28 years old. I just looked it up. Yeah. I don't know if he turns when his birthday is, if he turns 29 by the time that the season rolls around. But while I don't think Deshaun Watson is ever going to be the guy that he was in Houston, um, I think he's going to be better than we saw at the end of last year. And we saw Amari Cooper put up good stats with uh, Jacoby Brissett. Um, he's a fantastic, like you talked about with Keenan Allen, Cooper's one of the best route runners in the entire NFL. So yeah. um, while he does have the speed, he he's going to age gracefully. I think he's somebody with as as bad as the Browns' offense looked at the end of the year. Uh, you could get for a reasonable price as well. But December twenty sixteen, Amari Cooper's ADP was three point two five. Uh, he his birthday's in June, so he will be twenty nine. Okay, so he will be twenty nine. I figured I had DLF up. I might as well click the button and check it out. Well, thank you. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, at Papa Tress, Ryan wants to know, everyone loves a good old top five list. Rank top five landing spots at each position for incoming rookies. So quarterback, I mean, we have Texans, Falcons, maybe, if they want to go with Ritter or not. But eh, I, think they they seen, I think they'll give Ritter a chance. Unless somebody, somebody falls, I, I think they'll roll with Ritter. I could be wrong. Carolina, Indianapolis. Uh, they don't have the draft capital to get it, but I, I would love the Jets as a landing spot for a rookie yeah. Baltimore? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and send Lamar Jackson to the New York Giants, and then, then we'll... <laughs> I live in New Jersey, so it would just be great for me to be able to go watch him. Though tickets would get so expensive. Yeah, Giants tickets are already still ridiculously expensive. Uh, even ever when since they, were... they won the Super Bowl right. in 2011. Yeah. You know, so like they, they've never come back down. So I just go see a lot of Jets games. Yeah, that's all right. Um, I feel like Indianapolis, um, they've got, got some pretty decent weapons. They've got a great offensive line. Obviously they got Jonathan Taylor. Um, a 
above average defense. I think you put a competent quarterback in there. You know, if they they finally stop going this route of trying to get the ghost of whoever was I've been calling Derek Carr to the Colts before Derek Carr was bad. And now it's obvious he's gone. When Derek Carr was playing well enough to just look like he was going to get an extension or re-signed, I've been saying, no, he's going to the Colts. It's just, it makes sense with the path the Colts are going. I think they, I think Carr is going to wind up either in Tampa or New York. Uh, those are my two. It's, I think the it Jets feel like want Jet Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know if Aaron Rodgers wants to go to the Jets. So if they I don't, don't get Rodgers, I feel, yeah, that's true. I feel like, I feel like Carr could go to the, uh, the Jets. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the Jets are a competent quarterback away from being a playoff team. I mean, look what <laughs> Mike confident. White looked like, like yeah. <laughs> that team, like, uh, same situation. The Saints don't have the capital or the cap space, but they need one. I guess now we have to say Vegas needs one because Stidham looked great, but I mean, he ain't it. Everybody thinks Tom Brady's going to wind up there. I don't get it. Like, I, I Vegas was okay, but you know, you think Brady's going to want to go somewhere that's like on the precipice of winning a Super Bowl, and Vegas oh. ain't it. Like, oh, come on. Let him go to the Jets in the Patriots division. <laughs> That would be fun. You know, I don't know if you guys saw today, he was in Miami uh, checking out charter schools for his children. So that was so a big now story. after they lose their first round pick for last year, I blanking on whatever the word is that tampering. tampering, tampering. There you go. Sure. Why not go now? And then the last <laughs> two teams I could think of are the Manders and the Titans. That's, I, that's the other one I was thinking of was the commander. And the weapons aren't horrible there. Lauren no, Dotson around them, and Rivera is still the right way to go with that awful of an organization to have that sturdy of a head coach. I got to meet Ron Rivera once, and he was just as genuine as you would ex- uh, expect when he was with the he Panthers. Seems like a larger than life human being that would I'm, be like awe inspiring to be in front of. <laughs> he was man. He was um, really nice. I got to go to a training camp, a Panthers training camp. And there was this autograph area that I won a contest with work. I was able to go. Um, and a lot of guys, you know, which I don't blame them. The players coming after practice, they just yeah. sign, keep walking. I mean, Ron Rivera, I'm not joking, talked a solid five minutes to almost every single person that he walked so up to. Funny. He was super, super nice. I'll, I'll never forget that. Yeah, a few years ago, I got to do that with the Jets. My friend did a poster for them uh, like every week at every home game, they had a poster for like, you know, them versus whoever. Right. And he did it. And I got to go, he took me to the, uh, we got to go to a practice and then we got to go to the game. We go to the practice and it's that same thing. You're in those little bleachers and they come over and CJ Mosley, like literally pushed me aside to get the person next to me, like pen to sign. I'm just like, that that moment where I shake my fist and he's my mortal enemy now. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jeremy Shockey was actually on the Panthers then, and Shockey wouldn't even talk to anybody. Just just ran straight to the well, locker room, washed up yeah. at that point. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> let's not get, let's not get into Jeremy Shockey. I may or may not have a Jeremy Shockey jersey. Which I wish well, I did not. You're a Giants fan. It's like yeah, required. Okay, so running backs, running backs to me is. I don't know if it's harder or I don't like the Eagles. Everyone, almost every team can use a running back. And there seems to be a running back for every team in this draft. (laughs) So I think it should be fun. Like the Cardinals need a running back. 
the Bills to me I was, still that need was a running back. The Bills, that's the, that's the one that stuck. They out need to, to me. knock it off with this receiving back thing and just go and yeah. trade up for Bijan or something. Like Miami, just... Miami eternally needs a running back. Miami, yeah. <laughs> if if Barkley uh, moves on, the Giants could be in the market for a running back. Do, are we in Atlanta? Are we settling on Algier and Huntley yeah. and CPAT? No, like, it looks good enough. But like, if you want your team to get better, it's CPAT's not. CPAT's like eighty-five years old. Like he's, he's not going to last. He didn't play much for the past like seven years. <laughs> that is true. That's true. The tread on the tires is more like he's twenty-five. But I, yeah, I just don't think I don't think they're going to care about a running back this no, year because they shouldn't. They, yeah, yeah. Um, Panthers and Browns. Not Browns, Panthers and uh, Bears. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the Bears. I think they really like Khalil Herbert, Herbert. And even if David Montgomery moves on. So, you know, they'll probably add somebody, but I don't think they'll be high up in the market for him. Broncos. Yes, desperately. I, I, I think the Chiefs. I was just going to say, are we giving up on the Chiefs for us as a are running we, back landing spot? Oh, I'm just going down a list and I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> but like, what about Javante? Are we writing him off? I'm not. No, I think that I they never think, think. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Like they never want seem to want to be a one running back team yeah. anyway. But I don't know. Like uh, I remember, you know, like these like McShay's draft uh, mocks are never great in the first place. But his very first one had, I think it was the Broncos taking uh, Gibbs. I'm just like, but Javante. Yeah, I, I think, think they're more likely to sign a, a veteran than than draft a, a guy in, with significant draft capital, like in the first three rounds. I think yeah. they maybe draft a third day guy and bring in, you know, not who you know they cut him, but like a Gordon type, a veteran that that, yeah. that can kind of share the load with somebody and. And uh, and like I said, maybe a third day rookie who can also kind of help share the load until Javante's ready. Because I'm sure he's probably not going to start the season. The Rams. I mean, Acres did start to look good towards the end, but they I think they just need bodies. So maybe we were talking later round running back. But yeah, they did cut Henderson at the end of the year. So. Yeah, yeah. And the Vikings. Dalvin's getting old. Isn't Madison uh, Asian as well? I, I think so. Yep. So I think that's a good yeah. spot. See middle round running back going there. I like Pacheco enough that I would like to see him at least keep part of that committee. So I hope if the Chiefs do get a running back, they go end of day two, start of day three, just to make me feel a little okay about Pacheco. But, it's so funny yeah. when I watch them. Like I was watching the playoff game, he always looks like a wide receiver to me when I see well, him. First of all, he's wearing ball. number ten on the. But that's track. part of it, but just yeah. his build too. He's very yeah. like lean and it, yeah, it, tall and not, lean, but yeah. still trucks, dudes. Which I was. Yeah, I was gonna say that you talk about angry runs. That guy walks angry. Like it's yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. aggressive. Every and I love it. He's uh, just I'm going full speed just, all time. But I didn't yeah. realize how many teams really do need running backs. The Saints. Uh, I mean, Kamara is getting up there. Yeah. He's probably going to be suspended for the beginning of the season, and they don't have like a straight up runner of the football when they want to use Kamara as a receiving back, the Raiders might be not having Josh Jacobs. And Good. we have, what is it? Zamir White. Is that the one that's there? Yeah. Zamir White. Hasn't really shown. Cowboys. Like Pollard, Pollard goes somewhere else. The, you know, Zeke does not look like Zeke. 
they they could wind up drafting somebody in middle rounds as well, even though Jerry Jones will not give up his stone cold death grip on uh having Zeke as the starter on that. Yeah. Team. Oh, will not. He he needs his Emmett Smith and he needs his Jason Witten, which is why I think Schultz is there for life. Because he <laughs> is like the re embodiment of Jason Witten. That's a good call. He just needs to get like a super dad style haircut and be right. super lame. Like well, hopefully he doesn't he doesn't go in the Monday Night Football booth and be as bad as Jason Witten was because <sighs> that was bad. And like I said at the top, I don't think the Eagles re-sign Miles Sanders unless it's very team friendly. So I yeah. I love any running back who ends up going to the Eagles. Great yeah. offense, running quarterback who creates holes for for his running game. Uh, that would be just a primo. And there, you mentioned it, Russ. There has been talk of possibly the Eagles taking Bijan in the draft. I mean, if the Eagles took Bijan, he's already one one. He's like one o infinity if he goes to the Eagles. I think again, that was in McShay's very first mock draft where they, I saw that happen. About it, and I just immediately take a screenshot and send it to Rocky. I'm like, ah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> It's just I had him taking him at like five at the time because that's what the Saints pick was. And I was like, we're not taking a running back at five. I don't want a running back at five. I don't think I want a running back at 10. If you could somehow get Bijan at 31 where the Eagles are going to be drafting, uh, then then maybe. Uh, yeah, I know. This ain't fantasy. This is the NFL. It's a little different. Uh, I mean. So I slipped in. They're going to have the last pick of the draft there. Because <laughs> the Dolphins forfeited theirs. So. Yes. Yep. <laughs> No, uh, Niners are good. Patriots, I mean, maybe they just take a later guy, but I think they're good right. with Ramondre. Right. Plus, they don't seem to, after the Sony Michelle debacle, they haven't really put super capital into running back. Seattle's good. The Jets are good. Tampa's good. Steelers are good. Manders are good. And maybe the Titans put in something for real now because yeah, Henry is 30, yeah. 64. So maybe <laughs> it's time. Yeah. But I think also with a new. GM, they might just rebuild that offense. Who knows? So maybe they don't bother. Right. Coming is... over from San Francisco, you know, maybe they take the, that route of just yeah. you know trying right. to find players to fill a role versus trying to get that stud running back. Yep. I, again, like I, that is a lot of spots, and there are a lot of free agents. Like we kept saying, Jacobs and Saquon and Miles Sanders. Like there's a lot of people, a lot of free agents, people in the NFL to go places. Madison and. Take a lot of these jobs, but there are also a lot of one B jobs available that rookies can walk into. And let's do wide receivers a little faster because we've been doing this for a little too long. I think Jay's the car- team. what that's Jay's what's on top of my head. New York Giants, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we should take like five wide receivers, honestly. So <laughs> all of them. Yeah, Ravens. Uh, I, Panthers have way too many problems to bother with wide receivers. Chiefs, I mean, you use a wide receiver. I, you use a wide receiver if you guys didn't know that. You use a free agent. Yeah, who knows if he wants to back there? Things. Right. Even if he doesn't, I mean, if he does come back, they could still use somebody. I like the... someone. Yeah, they need a better MVS. You know, like get someone who's like a good downfield threat. Like, and Hardman is also a free agent, I believe. Right. Yep. It, this this wouldn't make, be a, a spot that makes a guy an instant wide receiver one, but I, I low key like the Cowboys as as a nice landing spot they, for somebody. They just oh, basically yeah, they have another one. Yeah, yeah CD. I, I'm not a big believer in Gallup going forward. So the Bills, Texas, the Bills need somebody other than I'm not a, I'm not a Gabe Davis guy. I know they have uh, Shakir and um, a couple others, but they really, I mean, if they want to make that push for the Super Bowl, they've got to have that one B. The the T. Higgins to Stefan Diggs, Jamar Chase. Yeah. Patriots, we talked about that. 
that's really uh, oh, the Titans need someone besides Burks, you know, but again, who knows what they're turning their offense into. There's not as many spots for wide receivers though. We're, we're looking a little higher end wide receiver usage as opposed right. to like wide receiver threes, which a lot of these rookies will come in and be. And I was going to say, there's not a lot of immediate opportunity, but one Mike Williams is 28 and Keenan Allen is 30. Yeah, the that would be an inch. And they have a great quarterback. That would be a real interesting spot. If it's a great young quarterback, quarterback. that's yeah. going to need a guy though. Yeah. That's a great and I goal. I do like Josh Palmer and I hope he keeps a role on that team but they need like the dude there like, like yeah. they need a mike williams who those guys are going to be aging out soon yeah the panthers i mean i love dj Moore, but they they need something else they just they need- i know they do have lavisca chenault who's a stud, but- <laughs> stud stud they need to start over is what they need to do all right that is our last listener question let's move on to trade addicts trades trade addicts leagues are 12 team super flex ppr tight end premium 1.75 points per tight end reception and 0.05 points for return yardage. I'm still going to say for all except for TA1 because I'm pretty sure I'm just going to do it. And You should. Honestly, I could do it without telling people and no one will even notice. Except when I, mean, I keep saying it on the show. So, Oh, yeah. The, the, no the one ones that listen will notice that you don't say except TA1 anymore probably. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the TA1 trades. And these... I have been falling victim to a lot of the things I hate where I would have made more for that guy. Then why didn't I send the trade? It's because I got too much crap going on. But this first one, Austin Eckler for JK Dobbins in the 210. First of all, I did get an offer for Dobbins. I don't remember what it was anymore, but my team is in a super rebuild, like far out, not good rebuild. So I couldn't have taken Dobbins anyway, but this is a much better trade. Rocky. (laughs) Rocky. So, Jay, how do you feel about Austin Eckler for J.K. Dobbins in the 210? I think it's pretty fair. I think, um, you know, if you're a team that's looking to compete next year for the championship, give me the Austin Eckler side. Because while I I like J.K. Dobbins, um, and he did play well down the stretch, I still have concerns about his long-term viability. If he's going to be able to stay healthy, um, that there was a couple times at the end of the year where this was J.K. Dobbins from last year, two years ago, he would take him to the house, and it just felt like he was running in quicksand. Um, I, I think it's pretty fair. I, I would prefer the Austin Eckler side, um, just because I have a little more concern than most than J.K. Dobbins, and then like like you said, um, I, I love having lots of second-round picks, so can't go wrong there. Man, I want the Dobbins side, and it is mostly because just by the nature of age, these two are going to get very close to each other very soon. But I do think Dobbins needs this offseason to get healthy. I don't think he was fully healthy even when he came back the second time, you know, from his injury. And this is also me hoping that's not what he looks like from now on because – he got caught on every single big run and that's just not what Dobbins used to be. So I want him to get that speed back, whether he will or won't, who the heck knows. We have to wait and see. He he also had some pretty good games at the end of the season. He had a 15 for 120 game, a 13 for 125 game. Uh, As you said, I'm the one that made this trade. I actually, I he sent me something else. I don't remember it was, and I actually countered with this. Uh, It's funny because what Jay said, I actually, 
was in the title game and I'm the one who traded Eckler, but I, I had a very old team and no picks. So he sent the Dobbins thing. I, I also still have like Aaron Jones and uh, one or two other guys. And I just figured I'd get some years back. And like Russ said, and we saw it with your, uh, your guy, Saquon, Jay, I, I, I do think a year removed um, from the major injury there with the uh, the ACL and everything else he had going on that he will be significantly better. There's always a concern uh, with the Baltimore running backs about passing work, but uh, Greg Roman's out the door. So, you know, that yeah. offense could look a little uh, different maybe, next year. Maybe it does help. And, and even without it, he's been able to, you know, if he scores touchdowns, he's, he's a very efficient running back. Like I said to those two one, games I just gave you were like, you know, eight, nine yards a carry. He's not going to do that every week, but he has games. They like, oh, I've got a three average in five, six yards a kill, you know, 18 for a hundred or something. You know, he's, he needs to get the touchdowns in there. And with Lamar back, uh, year removed. And like you said, maybe, maybe the removal of Greg Roman helps there. So I just figured I'd get the years back. I don't, I don't have picks to, to kind of get younger. So this is how I decided to do it. And, uh, I actually did think that, uh, I was clicking on a slightly higher second. I didn't realize I traded for the 210 until after the trade, but it was oh, a, that's the worst. <laughs> it was only slightly, it was like 206 or something. So at least I would have liked it a little better with 206. At least it wasn't you trading for uh, David Moore thinking you're getting DJ Moore. So yes, it's not sleeper. So yeah. Right. <laughs> I had to get that sleeper dig in there. The sleeper trade of the week. That would have been such I know, a that would have been segue. <laughs> not. But I, the sleeper is not awful. It's, it's just uh, I hate the initials. Yeah, but didn't they fix that? I no, I they still have the first initial. I believe. Yeah. So this next trade was the one I'm talking about, where I, C.D. Lamb for Christian Kirk and Dallas Goddard. Now we play with 1.75 points per tight end reception, so that does boost Goddard pretty well. I still think C.D. Lamb is up there in the wide receiver three to five conversation, depending on where you want to put him. This is not enough for the wide receiver three to five. I, I just, and again, with my team being as bad as it is, I don't know how I would have paid differently for CD Lamb, but I would have loved the chance. And again, that's super on me. Like, and I am not going to be able to go and get CD Lamb from this new guy. I don't know who we traded him to, you know, this, the, this new manager for this same price. So I'm probably not going to try because it'll just make me sad, but uh, like this is very easily lamb for me. Yeah. And we talked about it earlier with, with Ridley coming back. I mean, Kirk's value is going to go down significantly, I think. Um, because I do, I do expect Ridley to be a big part of that offense. I mean, we'll see how what he has after two years away, but especially and if they resign Ingram, I mean that I just don't see Kirk probably ever doing as well as he again as he did this year. So, Make your uh, <laughs> uh, but I do love Goddard, but yeah, that's still not enough for Lamb. I completely agree with everything you guys said. I'm, I'm still high on CD Lamb. Uh, I still put him in the same breath, probably just a step under, not probably, definitely a step under the Jamar Chases and the yeah. uh, Justin Jeffersons of the world. But I think he has the talent and the potential to one day be in that same conversation. I'm with like, you, not even remotely close enough for CD Lamb. Yeah, for me, the top four guys are those two Lamb and Waddle. Those are, those are my top four. You don't put your AJB up there? He'd be five. Yeah, any mix of 
those guys up there once you get past one and two a lot of it's you know pick your poison whatever makes you happy kind of thing but i think lamb has to be in that conversation yep we move on to trade addicts two where i talked about trading for cooper cup i traded dj moore and the 111 for cooper cup i like that for you very much i would do that in a heartbeat this is also the team where I lost in the championship to Brian Hart by less than four points because that's what I do in Trade Addicts 2. I get to the championship, I play Brian Hart, and I lose to him by very little. I was going to say, isn't that the same one with the, the Yeah, it is, Rocky. Game? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of my first Trade Addicts podcasts. I believe we were broadcasting during that uh, recording, during that Stefan Diggs game. I remember that. Thanks, I remember. <laughs> Way to twist the knife, Rocky. You remember that show? It was a couple years ago. Diggs scored like three touchdowns, and Allen. They pulled uh, Josh Allen right one yeah. more drive, and I would have gotten the one point I needed. And they know they benched because they already won the game. So why put them? Thanks, Rock. <laughs> Thanks. I, I, no I, problem, I Russ. That's what I'm here for. Well, what do you think of the trade, though? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, to me, that's that's pretty easy. And I love DJ Moore, but. Uh, I think that's pretty easily cupped. The 111 is, you know, it's nice to get a first round pick, but who knows? The 111 is a total crapshoot. You could be getting Justin Jefferson. You could be getting Jalen Rager. So, uh, and DJ Moore is, until he gets a quarterback, you know, it's hard to ever see him being better than a mid wide receiver, too, even though I love him. I think his talent is better than a mid wide receiver, too. But his situation is forever not better than a wide receiver two situation. So, uh, and, and cup, I think is still going to be a league winner next year. He was great this year with a, a poor Matt Stafford. If Stafford's elbows better and he plays better next year and he's healthy all year, uh, there's no reason to think we're not going to see another, you know, awesome year at a cup. So. This was pretty much my thinking. And on this team, I don't care that it's January. I, I want to look at this roster and be like, yeah, this is a championship roster. So <laughs> just getting Cooper Cup on there just made me feel better about it. And that's all it is because I'm still very bitter about losing. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have Traylon Burks for the 111 and the 210. And I'm offended, Rocky. Why are you offended? The 111 and the 210? And I'm still not sure why that's offensive. Because it's bad. It's not bad. I'll take it. You did. This team is horrible. I want multiple pieces. I want multiple assets. Jalen Burks is not proven enough to me that I feel like I'm gonna ride Traylon Burks through my rebuild. See, I put Traylon Burks in the conversation with JSN and Addison up there. I don't. I don't specifically know where right now, just because Burks was my wide receiver one before, and he is that bigger dude that the other two aren't that I like I kind of want to just push him up a little bit because that's my kind of guy. But man, yeah, I saw that I'm like the one really rock the like how much more are you getting for him at this point? Should get more than that. I I don't know. His is I liked him too. I mean he was I think I had him as my wide receiver two coming up, but and not that he was poor this year, but he didn't show a ton uh, this year. Like, and value wise, I just think it's going to be hard to get much more than this from him from a while because this situation, I don't think is getting much better. They're they're getting a 
declining Tannehill coming back or or they're completely scrapping everything and, and Malik Willis or, or some other rookie or something is coming in. And I just, I don't see where his value is going to increase all that much, even in, through the next year. So I don't think that you're getting that much more than the 111. I mean, he was going what, like 103 to 105 last year and, and he didn't show a ton and is in a poor situation. So, and like I said, I, this team is awful and I, I did like it, it's an orphan. I took over in TA two, and it is just really, really bad. And I just wanted to, to get multiple pieces and kind of roll the dice again. I think it's a fair deal. I think it's fair value. I would rather hang on to Burks for that potential upside. Cause I am a, a big fan of his as well. By the way, uh, the analyzer has him worth the one Oh eight. Just not, too far off then it is very far off <laughs> rocky no no i just felt like yelling at you for okay. no reason because you kept bringing up the freaking ta2 championship this one was weird to me in trade addicts four dalvin cook and a 24 third for david montgomery a 23 third and 24 second like i i, I said you're staring at this and i'm like I guess I want a 24 seconds. Yeah, I don't really want either side. Yeah, like that's really <laughs> like Dalvin Cook should be worth markedly more than David Montgomery. But David Montgomery is younger, is going to get signed by a team that will want to use him. And Dalvin was only good when he broke off one of those plays this season. Like he is starting to look like an older running back. Yes. So I think I just want the the higher pick is a third this year and a second next year are better than a 24 third. And I'll just cross my fingers. Montgomery has a decent season close to cook and call it a day. I, I, I mean, I don't feel strongly about either side, but I guess that's where I land. Yeah. I think, I think you summed it up for me. Jay, you any, any thoughts on this one? No, that's pretty much the exact thing I was <laughs> going to say. Um, but I'm, I'm the type I like to get out a year early versus a year late on a running back. But I do think you definitely could have got more for Dalton cook um, than David Montgomery in a second. But if I had to choose which side I wanted on my roster, it would be the David Montgomery side on the pick. See, I think you can't sell Dalvin right now in January. Yeah. Just, an aging running back, it's not going to really go well. Your opportunity was in the playoffs with somebody who lost a, a running yeah. back and was desperate for a starter. Yeah, and if Miami is silly and doesn't draft a running back until round four or five and still that shows they're putting their faith in Dalvin as their guy, that will boost his value right after the draft, in, in which case you can start getting that point-scoring season-ish value if you didn't want to wait all the way until the point scoring season where you'd get even more. But speaking of running backs that you should be trading for, regardless of when it is. Sleeper, trade of the week. Sleeper, trade of the week. We're going to talk about a trade addict's trade, and it's sponsored by the Sleeper app. I missed that. <laughs> So I, hold on, let me straighten my tie for a second. 
wrote an article on DLF about <laughs> trading for a running back in the non-point scoring season, and that running back is Brees Hall. Because, let me put it out there, you're not getting him cheaply. He is, hold on, I have ADP up right now. He Tell is, that to TA2, by the way. What? <laughs> Tell that to TA2. Yeah. You're not getting him cheaply. <laughs> well, you're also a new team, so they just want to try and take advantage. Uh, he's the running back three in January ADP. And he is not a secret, but he is still a running back that plays on the Jets and is hurt. <laughs> so, like, now is the time. You're not going to get him cheaper, but it might be a window where someone is more willing to trade him away, you know, for, for whatever it is. And... Uh, we had a new person come in in TA6, took over this team that had Brees Hall on it. I went right for it. I wish I could remember what I sent. And first of all, I forgot to mention this. In the listener questions, I didn't put it on the sheet because it wasn't really a question. And it was at Tommy BFF or whatever. It was Tommy, whatever his mm-hmm. handle is. I can't remember anymore, even though he has a question like literally every single week and I can't remember yes. it anymore. <laughs> um what does a guy have to do to get to be the sleeper trade of the week? And you got it, bud. Hey. <laughs> so he traded Brees Hall for Deshaun Watson. I feel like this is probably fair. If not, probably leaning towards Watson. My feelings are getting in the way of me fairly <laughs> evaluating this. But in reality, there is a much better chance of right now Deshaun Watson being a first-round startup pick than there is Brees Hall, especially once we bring in the rookie running backs, which probably will only drop Brees Hall one spot to four because Bijan's going to be one. I, I think he will. Brees Hall will stay above Gibbs and all of that. So the answer should be Watson, but I just really wanted Brees Hall. Like I, I, if I had Watson on one of my teams, I would send him to go get Brees Hall. For what it's worth, and obviously startup value doesn't equal trade value, but in ADP, Watson, DLF January ADP, Watson is 15, Brees is 32. Oh, wow. So they are are quite far apart there. And I would lean Watson as well. I've always, you know, I, I... I'm always the guy who's, I always say I'll separate the morality of all this stuff with my fantasy football and and don't have as much of an issue rostering Watson as you do. And uh, so you always ask me the Watson questions, (laughs) uh, but uh, I I still think we're going to see a return to form Deshaun Watson next year. Definitely better than what we saw now. Yeah. And I, I mean, I said all year, all non-point scoring season last year that I expected when Watson came back, he, he would be, uh, he would not be great. Like after that much time removed, uh, starting off you know, in the cold weather in Cleveland and later in the year and all that stuff. And I'm not going to dock him for, for Ben. I'm not going to double count his, you know, poor mm-hmm. play when I kind of expected it coming in. Uh, so I think with a full, you know, offseason and then a full training camp and full preseason to 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 work with the team and 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 just get everything going. I I just expect 
having all that, you know, normal routine and getting game action again, I think he's going to be a better quarterback next year. And maybe not exactly what we saw in Houston, but a lot closer to it than what we saw this year. Real quick, Jay, before I, we let you go, this is why ADP is so, I'll say, interesting. First of all, in Superflex, he's the RB7 as opposed to in 1QB, he's the RB3. But here's why. There are four drafts done for Superflex ADP. The the pick taken for Brees Hall, 25, 28, 22, 46. What? Did we forget Brees Hall was in the league for a little bit? (laughs) And, And if... He was taken in line in the 20s with the rest of those. He would be running back three or four. So he would still be like a round and a half behind Watson, though, even if he was taken in the 20s. Well, uh, that would average out to 20 something. 20. Well, Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley come in at 23.25, 23.75. So that's what did you say? Watson was 15. So that's like seven. Yeah. So, I mean, seven picks isn't that big of a deal. But the trade analyzer literally has them 566.9 for Watson, 578.8 for Hall. So, I mean, that's even, you know, in, in the analyzer. So, yeah, I don't think it's egregious. Yeah, Val- yeah value-wise, I think it's fair. But um, I'm with you, Rocky. I'm in the Superflex League. Give me the quarterback. The guy's going to yeah. have a longer shelf life. Um, I don't think that Watson's ever going to get to where he was in Houston. But he doesn't have to. In right. order to still be a top tier, a top ten fantasy quarterback, um, he's still got the talent. They got they've got weapons. You know, I, I really like Donovan Peoples Jones. They got Amari Cooper. They got a great running game. I'm a, a I think a, a pretty smart head coach. Believe it or not, for the uh, the Cleveland Browns. So I think I think Watson is going to be okay. I don't think he's going to be the superstar Watson, but I still think he's going to be okay. But like you said, he doesn't necessarily need to be to pay right. off at. What was he? Well, 15 overall and putting him at QB 12. And I'm a huge Brees Hall fan. I I was all over him this season. I had him everywhere. Uh, It hurt because my most important league, my home league, I had Cooper Cup and Brees Hall. And that really, really hurt. Still made it to the semis, but yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, everybody was, oh, super team's not going to lose. And yeah, just wait. There's plenty of time for injuries to happen, and sure enough, but sure enough, you know. Well, I'm glad that I now know that I can blame you for those yes, two guys doing that. Yep, absolutely. And Trey I, Lance. I don't know if you had any Trey Lance, but I had a lot of Trey I Lance. I did not, so. but I'll still blame you for that too. I, I like to have yeah, a face fair. to go along with the blame. That's what's it. I'm and FYF, I get blamed for everything. It's always my fault. So, and I blame Rocky for everything. So just pile on. Every, it's cool. Every show has one. Yeah. It's good to have a place. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that is your trade of the week brought to you by Sleeper Fantasy, the fastest growing fantasy football platform in the world. Join a new dynasty league or migrate yours to their platform and enjoy how easy they make it to manage all your leagues in one place. Join millions of players today on Sleeper, the number one fantasy football platform. Download the app today to get started. I don't know why, but when whoever sent me this read, they put Sleeper in all capitals. So I, like, I feel the need to emphasize it. Sleeper. Sleeper. After that trade, we move on to Trade Addicts 9, where yet again, I had those moments of 
probably would have paid more for that. But again, like in Trade Addicts 1, Trade Addicts 9 is an insane rebuild where I don't really want to spend things. The first one that happened was Kyle Pitts for Cam Akers and the 110. I know Kyle Pitts's value has fallen. It has not fallen this much. Whoever got Kyle Pitts and absolutely the, stole him. The worst part, it's Bob Frickin Gilchrist, who is like <laughs> second place on the Kyle Pitts bandwagon. Yep. To John Bosch is, is on number yep. one. So So yeah, like I remember I have a group text with John and Bob, and he puts in there, he's like yeah, Pitts for the acres of the 110. Like, I should break my phone right now, right? And I'm like, no, don't take it, don't take it, don't take it. <laughs> I appreciate that because I do the same thing. Like, when you get one of those trade offers that, like, seems too good to be true, you got to check with somebody else. Like, yes. what am I missing? Like, there, there's something wrong here. What am I missing? You're like, no, just just go smash accept. It's your I, – I'm trying to find the words to say. Like, acres – started to do well he started to get the workload we wanted him to have from the very beginning and he started to look a little better doing it with that bad of an offense but that's a lot of ifs and ands and hopes and dreams and again Kyle Pitts isn't what he once was value wise but like to me that like I sat here trying to figure what pick on top of acres would have to be to get Kyle Pitts and it's probably like around the 105 <laughs> like it's it's up there and my team is bad and Ryan offered me Kyle Pitts for I think it was the 104 and I rejected it just because it's just like mm-hmm. I I it's if I'm going to trade away these picks it's going to have to be for multiple things because that's how bad my team is or I'm just going to take JSN or whoever that wide receiver one is and that always just makes me happy so I, I would have liked to have gotten Pitts, and now there's no way in heck I'm getting him on that team. <laughs> but like, like this to me is just like mm, yeah, super, I, super Pitts. I'm with you guys. It's pretty easily Pitts. But I will say I, I'm in a couple different leagues with Ryan from TA9, and I do know he's he seems to be super bullish on Acres. He's traded yeah. for Acres in almost every league I'm in with him. So uh, well, I, the thing I love about Ryan and what makes like trades happen in leagues he has his rankings he has his values and he doesn't care that yep. other people don't agree like good for you that's awesome i wish i could do that yeah. i wish i had the ability to just be like whatever no i i believe in this i'm gonna go do this but in my head i'm like no the value the value i know yeah. the same way especially with like adp because you always look at adp you know consensus adp at the beginning of the year and it's it's you know it's not gonna look anywhere remotely like that but when you're on the clock and you want to draft that guy that's like a round or two later like it's hard to pull the trigger and ryan always sticks to his rankings too if you want to try and counter it better be damn close because he's he he sends you what he thinks is equal according to his rankings on his first offer he's not something i admire and just would not do (laughs) yeah (laughs) and speaking of this next one was equally head scratching Mac Jones and the 109 for Daniel Jones and Khalil Herbert. Like this is assuming Khalil Herbert is going to be a like a running back one. 
or yeah, or it's really, really, really valuing Daniel Jones, <laughs> which he did really w- okay. So Daniel Jones, his contract is up. I feel like it would be crazy if they didn't find a way to re-sign him, which probably means Saquon's gone. Though I guess Jay, you'll talk a little bit more because you know you're actually a fan of them. Yeah, it's gonna but, ask Jay what he thought. Yeah. No, I think yeah. I think you're unless Saquon they offered him twelve million and he turned it down. I don't think that we're gonna offer him much more than that. So unless he you know should get the highest running back money. Like he's that good. He's the next in line, and that's yeah. precedent, right? The next very good running back gets to be the highest paid. The same thing with quarterbacks, right? So like he should, he should go get that somewhere. And running back age being what they are i hope he goes like let him go to tampa you know right you know let him go to that team that's that one quarterback away from being just please don't go to philadelphia please don't go to philadelphia i don't think they're paying that for running back jay don't worry (laughs) and i'm excited because this the old regime for the giants would have paid that and we're not going to do that and well they did it in draft capital right (laughs) yeah for saquon yeah we've almost never jones too paid a running back just as an organization it's not something they generally do so I saw this and I'm just like, I take the 109 over Daniel Jones and Khalil Herbert. That's what I was thinking, <laughs> or at least over Daniel Jones and then Mac Jones yeah. significantly over Khalil Herbert. Yeah, and I like Khalil Herbert a lot, but I there's do too. a very real chance he is not the starter on his team next year. Like we and- hope, but you feel like we have those guys every off season that the darling. Oh, you know this guy's a free agent. He's you know. This next guy's going to be step up. Well, they draft somebody and, you know, or they sign the guy who couldn't get any money somewhere else and just yeah. throw a monkey wrench into it. Yeah. And like this is the new regime's chance to draft their guy. Right. Like they, they were here last draft, but, you know, they had Montgomery, they had Herbert on the, on the team already. It's just like, okay, let's, let's use what we got. But what really weirded me out was every single time Montgomery went out, Herbert did really, really well. Yeah. But then, like, towards halfway through the season, like, maybe once it was when Fields started running the ball more, Herbert stopped getting targets. That's what really worried me, because Herbert can catch the ball. He did really well at catching the ball, you know, last year when Montgomery missed time. But, like, it just stopped happening, and he became a thumper. And it's just, that's not what he was, and that really caps upside. Though, I mean... Using this example ages me a bit and probably ages past a lot of the kids that listen and play Dynasty now. Alfred Morris was a top five running back with with RG3 in front of him. Uh, Alfred Morris probably would just fall down if the ball was thrown to him because he wouldn't know what to do. Alfred Morris even that long ago? It doesn't feel like it, but honestly, yeah. 2013? was it that late? I think it was even earlier than that. I think it was more like the 2011, 2012. I could be wrong. Wait, no. Luck was 2013? It was... No, yeah. Luck and RG3. That was 2011. Was that that long ago? Let's see. When yes, because 2013 was Jameis and Mariota. 2012 was his rookie season. 2011 so. was Cam Newton. The year of the holdout. Okay. So, yeah. We're 2012. Old. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ten years ago, time flies. Yeah, that it does. Though he, oh. though he was playing for the Giants a mere three years ago. Yes, yes, he was still playing, <laughs> but that doesn't 
You know what? I'm I'm not coming back, guys. <laughs> last time on the show. Well, it was a wonderful last time. But also, speaking <laughs> of, that's the end of our show sheet. So that's the end of this wonderful show. Thank you, Jay, for making your every other week appearance. We're just going to creep that number closer and closer every that single works. time until you're just the third host of the show. That, but that works, too. We'll need to get a new graphic made that has four spots. And you can just call me guest. Yeah. (laughs) But before we head out, why don't you remind everyone who you are, what you do, and where they could find what you do? Yeah. Find me on Twitter at GMNJ. I'm a part of the team over at Front Yard Fantasy. Best way you can support us is go subscribe to our YouTube channel, um, YouTube slash Front Yard Fantasy, or they have their fancy little tags now at FYF. Ooh, fancy. We need tags or whatever that is. <laughs> but our stuff, patreon.com slash trade addicts pod. You can hang out with us like Jason was, you know, tell us in the chat how you need Herbert to be get to get that bear's job. I do too. Um, and all of that cool stuff. Watch us live and watch me dance to the sleeper trade of the week song because every single time. Magical. And also there, yep. <laughs> I was disappointed when you even said that there wasn't going to be dancing. He's like, not not as much dancing when Russ isn't here. And I'm like, no, you need to feel it in your soul, Rocky. <laughs> Get into it, man. But also, what do I say? FFPodshirts.StoreEnvy.com. Let me say that in English. FFPodshirts.StoreEnvy.com because that was way too fast for even me. Um we still have all of our SFB 12. I'm assuming we're going to have it up until SFB 13 comes around, which six months. So you still got six months to go buy some 12 stuff. Uh, there is the playoff league, the SFPL eight. That looks like Mario Kart eight. That's what the font is, by the way. Um, go buy that. Every single penny that comes into FF pod shirts goes straight to fantasy cares. You get some awesome stuff. Kids will get some awesome stuff for the holidays. Everybody wins. And I really like the saying, like, and I'm going to go win now by going to bed. I really like how I started working that in because I'm tired, except I just realized that tomorrow's recycling and I have to break down a whole lot of boxes. I so, just realized it's trash day for me and I have to go take the uh, trash can down the end of the road. So, so in like 15, 20 minutes, I'm going to win by going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Night, everybody. Night, Rob. Thank, Thank you for listening to the Great Addict Podcast, a member of the DLS Family of Podcasts. A proud member in the Dicey Addict Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FS Addict. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Addict Podcast. Poopy Pan, that is the best. <laughs> See ya.